So as I prepared the homily a couple days ago, I then read and heard the, uh, the Alleluia antiphon. Sometimes you get these little nuggets that you don't or you might forget, kind of in sports, those things in your lives that, boy, that was, a, that was a good one. That was a good one from the Lord, quickly. And so, what are we here for the Alleluia? You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Announce the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So to begin with the very quick homily, the first one, is that not another wonderful verse for where we are in our country? Once again, you are a chosen race. God's kingdom has all ethnicity, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and all the praises of him who called you out of darkness, which is going on in our country, into his wonderful light. There you go. <laughs> I had to add that last night, just because of how good it is with the Lord. Now, this weekend, in uh, I have a really curiosity thought that I preached about and I want to share again today. Uh, you see it in the Old Testament and the New Testament over and over and over again from the culture of the Hebrews, the Jewish people, and again, in the, in the Christianity in the beginning of the church is filled with hospitality. I bring that because of hospitality, because of how our culture might be a little weak with that, and during a COVID-19. That's what I'd like to focus on the homily this morning. So we heard in our first reading of 2 Kings with Elisha the prophet that one day Elisha came to Shunem where there was a woman of influence who urged him to dine with her. That's hospitality. Afterward, whenever he passed by, he used to stop there to dine. Again, hospitality. Afterward, whenever he passed, and she, so she said to her husband, I know that Elisha is a holy man of God. Since he visits us often, let us arrange a little room on the roof and furnish it for him with a bed, table, chair, and lamp. So that where he comes to us, he can stay there. Sometimes later, Elisha arrived and stayed in the room overnight. That's hospitality. Once again, that's one passage in the scriptures. You can see it over and over and over again, Old Testament and New Testament, of people that might, someone might not know who it was, but they still welcome them to their home to stay overnight. I think of Judges 19. That there was a man walking through in the central of the city, the village, and an older man said, Hey, come on in. I have fodder for your, fodder for your, your donkeys. I'll wash your feet and I'll give you food. And you can stay. I'd rather you at my house than out in the, in the central area. Hear that about Jesus himself, obviously. Peter uh, talking about his own mother. Uh, or in the Acts of the Apostles, going to Joppa 
as a place for him over and over and over. You'll see it. That's their culture. That's for many cultures around the world that they might see even somebody that's an enemy that will feed them. Now, a few thoughts myself. Now, this isn't like science. This isn't just the full truth because it is in a difficult time right now. But first, I'll say this. The United States is very built on individualism. Okay? I'm sure you've heard that from me before. My, that's my house. That's my family, and I'll take care of my family. Or I'll take care of my vehicle, or my boat, or my groceries. That's mine, mine, mine. I, I, I. And that's not normal in a lot of part of the world. <laughs> it's normal for other places that they would just... And, and yes, it's good for us in some levels. Yeah, we'll have friends over, our family members, loved ones. Like for me, I know parishioners. I am very blessed with hospitality from many of your homes. I think second, and maybe a challenging in our time, not just now, but before and after, is I think one of the trickier things for us is young families. How can we do that? How can we work with hospitality, with young families, with little kids who rarely have time to see their own friends in our community? That's one. Please pray about that. How can we do that? Not necessarily during COVID, but to do that eventually. That we can support and have babysitters or daycares or just having people opening their homes. And I know many do that already. But I, I as, as in kind of an outsider with no kids, not a wife, I see how, how often people are like, boy, I haven't seen my friends forever. Or I haven't gone out for dinner as a date with a spouse. So they have kids. How can we help that? Then let's talk about the reality of what's challenging for us that we need to follow Jesus. I'll talk about myself. I'll be honest. Have I had many individuals that I never knew into my house to feed them? At first, I might have to have Ben Freeman do the cooking, but how many times did I welcome that, somebody on the street that just looked like they needed food? to come into my house, our house, to feed someone? Or how often have you done that? That somebody was brand new in International Falls and you went and visited them and said, hey, are you hungry? Are you new? Are you, you know that you're welcome to my house. I want to share you. I want to share with you. And then the, major, the most challenging part is, again, coping. What do we do with that decision? And I want to share one family, as our parishioners, that there was a, a father and his wife who had sons and daughters and then grandkids, and they went to the hospital because they were ill. Well, how many people can visit somebody in the hospital? A little sidetrack on that. That's insane, I think, and inhumane. And I think, yes, we have a lot of great gifts and protocols from those in hospitals, nursing homes, and so forth, to keep people safe. But what does God think of that? What is God is speaking to our hearts about how we can support people in nursing homes, in hospitals? 
Some of that seems wrong and again, inhumane. What are we called to do with that? How? And I'm just giving you an an I'm not giving you an answer there, but just think about that. Because that family, they were neighbors actually with their dad who was in the hospital and came out and they talked to him. It's a family. They wanted to protect him, grandpa and father. And he said back, he said, wait a second. I want to be with you. You're my family. And as a, and as a family, they decided that. Alright, we're a family. We should be with each other. To protect each other, to pray with each other, but also to be with people. To be with their loved ones. And so, if you look in a finally place in history, I mentioned so many different names, and I'll add some more today. Think about St. Damien, St. Mother Teresa, Dorothy Day, Pius XII. You think about St. Katerina, Drexel, and around the world who people have hospitality for different ethnicity groups, our brothers and sisters in God's kingdom. How is God calling you to show that? First again, because that's a challenge in our country, because we are a very individualistic country with all the other blessings we have. And then second, how do we do that? How do you do that? How is God asking you to do that? Because God is more important. He's the boss. He, he's our Savior. He sent His Savior, our Savior. So pray about that today, all right? Pray about that this week. And keep finding that peace in our hearts to serve others. And God bless.